Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple seconds and bring our thoughts and our emotions and our very being centered and focused gently on on God. Remember, you are a spirit being. In your spirit, you're one with God. He's not bringing anything against you. He's not challenging you or condemning you or berating you. You've already achieved every goal he could ever have for you. You've already accomplished every purpose he has for you because you're already one with him in your spirit. So what are we doing here on this earth? It's about our soul. Your soul has set up a shadow government working behind the scenes to achieve its own goals, which is to maintain power and control. God's not going to let you live like that. He loves you too much. So he is working to expose that shadow kingdom, that shadow government, expose it to the light of day, reveal where there's lies and where there's truth, reveal where you where you have wounds so they can be healed, redirect your theology, correct what you believe so you can know the truth and be set free. That's where our challenges are. That's where our enemies find we're vulnerable, is in our soul. Now, God gave you the soul he wanted you to have. Your mind, will, and emotions are exactly what he wanted you to have. So he certainly doesn't hold them against you. He doesn't hold you against you. That's the way he created you. That's the soul he wanted you to have. And even that our soul set up its own kingdom. He knew that was going to happen. We didn't have any option when we were born. We were not born connected spiritually to God. So he doesn't hold that against us either. The point being that we can receive what God gives us with the full understanding that what he is giving us is for our good. 
It's because he loves us and he wants us to be whole and complete, spirit, soul, and body. He wants our soul and our body to be able to receive the eternal life that is already present in our spirit. There are restrictions that we are dealing with here on this earth. There are restrictions or laws that govern an exercise authority in the supernatural realm, which is where our soul is, and also in the natural realm, where our body is, but not in our spirit because your spirit resides in the spiritual realm, which is in and with God. There are no restrictions on your spirit. Now, your soul was originally created. Its natural desire is to be re united with your spirit. But your soul also has had a taste of self-governance, of doing things its own way. So you became double-souled, double-minded, double-emotioned, double-willed when you became a Christian. Before you became a Christian, you were dead in your spirit. And you had no choice, your soul had no choice but to rely on its own abilities and strengths to get its needs met. So there was no problem, there was no controversy. If all you had was your soul to to deal with life, that's understandable that you use your soul. That your soul manages its environment, manages people, manages its time and, and efforts and for protection and getting its needs met. That's it's understandable that that's what was going on. So God doesn't hold that against us. He doesn't hold it against us that we are the way we are. But you and I, we're Christians now. We've been born again. We've been re-spirited. Your spirit is now alive. You are a new creation, a new creature that didn't exist before with a soul and a body. Now, we don't know what it was like before we had a soul and a body. We don't know, won't know what it's like, what we're going to be like after we leave this earth plane. But for now, we know, we have a glimpse of the challenges we have here on this earth to be conformed to the image of Christ, which is one with the Father. Now, 
being that our soul likes to control, we would like to be able to fix ourselves and to decide which aspect of ourselves should be being worked on at any given time. You know, for most Christians, we have an idea about, okay, this is, this is Christ-like behavior and this is not Christ-like behavior, and we can come up with a list. And we may pick, okay, this is something we need to work on, that's something we need to work on. Oh, that's really, God really hates this. I need to work on this first. God doesn't have those lists. He he has his own approach. He has his own idea about what your tomorrow brings. He has he takes the Jenga approach. Like that game, that tower where you pull out the piece and you try not to let it all fall. Well, he knows what's really holding your self's kingdom together. And he may be concerned with number one on your list and number one on number two on your list, but he's really going for what's at the root of your wounds, what's at the root of your control. Where are your needs really not being met? He knows how to get there. Not so that he can show us, okay, that's that's where you're really bad. That's where you really need to work on. What does he do for our wounds? He heals them. When he shows us our needs, what does he do about them? Is he angry at them? Is he angry that you don't have your needs met? Is he holding it against you? Did he expect you to be able to get your own needs met? No. He's showing you your needs so you can see him meeting them. So you can enjoy the process of being changed, being free, being Join to him. Now most of the time we don't see what he's doing until the very end because he doesn't want us interfering. But even over time, as we learn, we can trust him and we learn patience with what he's doing, he starts to expand our vision, our understanding, our desires. And one of those areas that he expands our desires into is the supernatural realm. Now, we talked last week about some aspects of the supernatural realm that it can be anything that's different. (coughs) If you start asking God, for supernatural experiences. And and you can take different approaches to this. Sometimes it's good, Lord, whatever supernatural experience you want me to have, I'm open to it. But if you do that, don't be surprised if you then start thinking, but I would really like to experience this. 
the reason I think that God does that is because it makes it easier for us to recognize then. He's giving us an idea by giving us a desire that this is where he's going to give us a supernatural experience. For instance, dreams or prophetic experiences. Knowing something is going to happen before it happens. Or healing, miracles, whatever. An angelic visitation, a recognition of demonic interference, whatever. If you start opening yourself to supernatural experiences and all of a sudden you draw you find yourself drawing back. God's showing you there's something he wants to talk to you about. Now by now you've learned everything goes back to Lord is that you? We always come back to Lord what's going on here? It always comes back to asking the source for accurate information. Don't ask the the source of the experience. Don't try to come up with your own understanding. Now, sometimes it can be fun to talk to people about it, but you know the only one who's going to give you the right and accurate and true answer is the author the author and finisher of that supernatural experience. So we've talked about being open to whatever the Lord wants, and yet recognizing that very often he puts desires in our heart. And and on the same vein as that is you may find yourself avoiding something. Lord, you can do anything you want except this. Don't make, don't make me do anything in public. I don't want to draw any attention to myself because I might make a mistake or for whatever reason. Odds are the Lord wants to talk to you about that. And let me just assure you that he, he doesn't pressure us. He wants us to want what he wants for us. So if there's, let's take that example, where you're afraid of doing something in public in case you make a mistake, or even if you do it right, you're drawing attention to yourself. A lot of times we wonder, okay, how are we going to respond? How do we glorify God in that? Don't worry about it. God will get the glory. He'll do that himself. He doesn't need your help. And what I found is pretty much when... God moves and responds and shows up on the scene, everybody knows it's God. You usually don't have to say, no, that was God. He makes himself known. And if there's something God wants you to say, he'll give it to you. Now, these are things you'll learn by experience. And sometimes the experience may be just totally a surprise. You may find yourself, you may after the fact go, oh, well, that was interesting. 
And that's very often the way God does it, because he doesn't want to our soul, our, our shadow government, interfering with what he's doing. But a lot of times what happens is we get so caught up in what's going on in our soul. We're trying to fix our soul. We're trying to measure up. We're trying to be a good little Christian. And we get so focused on how far away from his kingdom our shadow kingdom is, that all the things that need to be done or undone, and we dwell on the negative, how far we are from God. And so he very often puts things in our lives to draw our attention away from our soul and into him. This is why the habits are so important spending time with him, giving him your attention. Those are the two keys, giving him your time and attention. It's not that complicated. Not going to say it's easy because we like to control our own time and attention. That's what your soul is all about. Exercising power over how you spend your time and where you put your attention. But as you give God your time and attention, that gives him an in into your soul. Now, one thing about what what you're going to experience in the supernatural realm that's really important is we all have our own history, theologically speaking. We each have our own preconceptions and ideas about not just the supernatural, But who is God? How does he work? What does living in the spirit mean, walking in the spirit? What do supernatural experiences mean? What do they signify? What are we supposed to do with it? Does this mean I have a ministry? Am I supposed to write this down and share with people? We all come to our life with our own preconceptions a lot of things we've inherited from our parents or the church we belong to, the denomination, the books we've read, things that also just suit our temperament. They make sense to us or they're easy or they don't make demands on us. They just suit us. They just, and that's very often how we pick a church or a denomination or a belief is because it fits what we believe about life based on our temperament. For instance, if we're an emotional person, if we have, if emotions are central, we're very strong in our emotions, which is great. However God made you, it's great. But you're going to then lean towards emotions, emotion-based theology. Churches that are really going to evoke and respect and give a high regard to to the, the emotional place in the human being, in our soul, you're going to feel much more comfortable in that kind of an atmosphere versus a fellowship that is much more focused on understanding 
how things work or being active, going out and doing and having an impact. That's a normal, natural, understandable way we decide how what we believe is does it fit the way God made us and that's again God knows that it's sort of like we think okay the you know God I'm willing to do whatever you want just don't send me to Africa to be a missionary and we think okay as soon as we say that God's going to send us to be a missionary in Africa like, okay, as soon as we say, God, you can do anything but this, that's what he's going to make us do. That's not God. He knows how he made you, and he certainly doesn't hold it against you. He gave it, gave it to you the soul you have to suit whatever purpose he has for you to bring you into oneness with him. Whatever pathway. Remember, he's created your path. He's created the circumstances. He holds your tomorrow and five seconds from now in his hands. So he takes full responsibility for where you are now. He takes full responsibility for every mistake you've ever made. Let me repeat that. God himself takes full responsibility for every mistake you've ever made. Now, some of you are really scratching your heads about that. Because wasn't God supposed to keep you from making mistakes? If you didn't make mistakes, why would you need God? If you never failed, you'd never need God. And most of us, the way God made us is we are trying to fill up the places where we lack. We are trying to get our needs met. And our purpose now is we've been getting our needs met by the strength of our own soul. God wants us to get our needs met from him. But don't look at the the supernatural experiences you know, as you ask for them, as as you experience them, and again, write everything down. Don't expect them to support your theology. Supernatural experiences are just experiences. We're to learn about them and enjoy them and desire them and be taught of God about what's going on in the supernatural realm. But we are not to build a theology or doctrine around supernatural experiences. 
They are what they are. Don't take them to another step. Don't try to build on a supernatural experience. For instance, angels. Say that's something you wanted to experience. Now remember, you've already got angels around you right now. You've got demons around you as well. Now what if you started to experience seeing them and even conversing with them? What they say is going to be part of their purpose in your life. They have an assignment. They have a job. They have a duty. Both angels and demons are there for you, for you to accomplish what God is doing in your life. They have an assignment. They are executing their duty toward you. That duty is not doctrine. It's not theology. It's not about heaven and hell. It is simply about their purpose to accomplish what God wants to do in your life. They are doing their duty toward you on behalf of God. Now, there's going to be questions where you go, well, well, if angels did this in my life, why don't they do it in other people's lives? Or how am I supposed to, to trust what the angel is saying? What do you do with that? What do we do with that? Lord, what do we do with that? And he teaches us. And he trains us. And he explains to us. And then maybe we go back to that angel and we say, okay, now, now I have a little bit more information. What you said the other day, I have some questions for you. And that's all this is. It's, it's a training opportunity. It's a, it's an, we are learning, we are following our guidance counselor, and we are learning by experience what God has created us to be in this time frame. So even right now, ask the Lord to create in you a hunger and a thirst for supernatural experiences. Lord, don't let us be satisfied with anything less than what you want for us. We desire supernatural experiences, Lord. We are asking you for those supernatural experiences. You know what each one of us needs and wants, and I just ask that you quicken our senses so we recognize what you're already doing in our lives and give us more. We want what you want for us, Lord. We welcome whatever you're doing in our lives. And we're going to take it seriously. We're going to write it down. We're going to give it the respect and attention 
that new instructions, a new lesson for each one of us has begun, and we are taking it seriously. We're going to do the homework. We're going to take the tests, and we're going to enjoy it. And we're going to do all this with rest, knowing that you have everything in control and that you are taking full responsibility for our, for the lesson plan and how we do on the tests. Also, ask the Lord to help you to overcome any apprehensions and answer any questions you may have. Now, sometimes he may ask you to do something that you just don't want to do, but you know it's okay. You know it's safe. He said, no, it's okay. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. It may be hard. You may not want to do it. It may be uncomfortable, but go ahead and do it. Let him answer your questions. Remember, everything we're doing is about developing a closer trust-based relationship with God. That trust will expand your confidence as you learn the extent of your authority and your responsibility and your enjoyment. So we'll pick it up there, but ask the Lord for those experiences. Pursue them, take them seriously, but don't create meaning that isn't there. They are just experiences for now. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.